LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. This is the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast hosted by LifeWay. Ron's mission is to help church leaders become better leaders. I'm your host, Chandler Vinoy, and Ron, in this episode, we're talking about characteristics of church revitalizers. And, you know, it's your contention. Some will succeed at this more than others. So, I mean, is that right? That's exactly right. And, you know, I think some people have tried to do church revitalization as has have tried to do church planting. And they simply weren't cut out for it, you know, and and uh, and it was hard and they didn't and, and they just didn't last. And I think if you could know some of these on the front end, I'm not saying they all have to be there exactly the way I'm going to describe them. But I think if you have some of these in place, you're just going to have a better success rate in church revitalization. Yeah. All right. So seven commonalities and pastors who excel at church revitalization. What's the first one? I think the first one is 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 obvious. It's a calling. It's a sense that you've been called to do this. We we felt that way. We came out of church planting here, and uh, you know, back in 2012, we had done some church revitalization before, but we really felt called to do this. And and I think it starts with that. If you if you don't really have that overwhelming sense that this is what God wants you to do, it's going to be hard to to find much success. What about number two? A support. A supportive spouse, a supportive spouse, you know, um, I mean, that's true in any any kind of ministry, any kind of anything, really, anything in life, you want to have a supportive spouse. But church revitalization is hard. Uh, there are days where, you know, in the early days where people looked for Cheryl to to complain to her about me and mm. and um, man, if she had not been fully on board with this and felt the call as much as I did, we wouldn't have made it. Mm. So key. What about number three? A love of history and tradition. It, that's so important. I think it's, but it's also overlooked. You know, you can't. You can't just come in and destroy everything and rebuild it. You got to build from the past, the good past. Now you may need to destroy everything and start over. That's a whole different story. But if there's anything worth saving and 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 building, then you got to build from that core DNA. It's going to be very difficult not to. And so you got to have somewhat of a love for that. And I've met some some people who tried it, and they just don't like anything that's done the same way twice. You know and and that's just going to be hard. You you got to love some of it. I'm not saying you have to keep every tradition by any means, but you got to have a love for some of that. It means something to the church. Is there an example you can share of that, maybe of your own experience or maybe another revitalizer that you've seen? Yeah, you know, this is a, a hundred plus year old church, and and they love their history, uh, and I. I could easily overlook that, but what I do instead, I do love history, and so what I do instead is we have history days. So we we have days where we go back and look at those, and I, I look at the stories of history and bring them forward because I have a love for that and an appreciation for that. You know, if this church overcame some major obstacle, which they did in 1960, for example, 
that's worth um, remembering because we're going to go through similar times again. And so we just had one. We had a big Wednesday night. We don't do Wednesday nights anymore. But we had a big Wednesday night, fed a bunch of people and celebrated history, had history on each of the tables, just documents they could go through and people shared stories and that sort of thing. We had over 500 people there and and it's still talked about. They just loved it. We did a history wall when I was here before uh, just to celebrate those those, those moments. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. What about number four? An entrepreneurial spirit. That seems a little different. That sounds more like a church planter. But at the same time, you, you're going to have to to um, you're going to have to build some new things. And and I think that's often overlooked in, in church revitalization as, as much as a love for history. It's um, in, in fact, I, I've seen some people with a heart of a planter that did really well in church revitalization because they, they were able to build something exciting and new. Yeah. What about number five? This one's the hard one. <laughs> oh man. It's so hard. Patience, you know, patience because it's, it's going to take longer than you thought, you know, um, than you hoped perhaps, uh, you know, things happen fast in church planting. I loved that world in church revitalization. Things, are just a little slower pace. In fact, we have to unpack this with some of our newer staff that come in and they want to do all this new stuff and you just can't change that fast. So you have to be willing to um, to just, you know, have the right conversations, make make the right moves to change things. It's do the 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 work of of change agents, you know, of success, strategy and that sort of thing. So it just takes patience and you got to have it. I know we're going to get to the, the sixth one, which before we do, I, I literally heard somebody just say this a couple weeks ago, where especially we're about to talk about vision, where you have a strong vision and you want to see your church get there. But part of shepherding is having the patience to shepherd them into that vision. That just takes time. Yeah, that's great. That's and great. That's so easily we want to jump past the shepherding piece and just want people right. to jump on board with the vision. So, but that's right. vision is important. So what about number it six? Is. That's number six, visionary. You got to be somewhat visionary because, uh, you know, and we all have to be as leaders, but it takes a strong enough vision to provide the tenacity to see the fruition in, in church planting. And so um, it, make sure you can see down the road a little ways. And if you if you can't, I mean, if you just can't, get some people on board who can, who can help you see down the road. But there's got to be some vision there somewhere. That's great. What about number seven? Resilience. Number seven is resilience. Dictionary.com defines resilience as the power or ability to return to the original position after being stretched. And that's mm. so good because it, it's just, it's just, it's true. Um, you got to persevere. You got to stand the test of time. Again, it's going to take longer. And so you just got to have that resilience about you to, to when, when you take the hits, it's okay. When people aren't on board, that's okay. And just kind of stick with it. Uh, and if you keep doing the right things, uh, eventually you'll see the progress. God's in the harvest. And so you'll see that result. Mm. Well, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these episodes, please help us continue providing them by liking, sharing, reviewing. It helps other leaders like yourself find the podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Ron Edmondson Leadership Podcast. For more information about Ron, check out ronedmondson.com. For more leadership resources from Lifeway, check out leadership.lifeway.com.